Get out of my vagina! Fear is freedom! Subjugation is liberation! Contradiction is truth! Those are the facts of this world! And you will all surrender to them! You pigs in human clothing! Scouring the Blue Ridge Mountains, I am looking for topics that the mainstream media won't cover. I am Dean Ledwig, and with me, as always... Did you say the mainstream media? Did I? I think you did. You know, they're, probably, they're probably all stoned anyway. Uh, that's why they won't cover anything. Hey the man. mainstream media. Hey, man, I found this on Twitter, bro. Mom, will you make me a Hot Pocket? And I'm Scott Dunlop reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas. And I'm not into the weedia. <laughs> no, nor am I. <laughs> but I will get into the weeds. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, we're going to get in. We're going to get into the weeds today. Yeah. One or two things. Yeah. So uh, with that, we'll start our uh, usual will of genders. All right, this week I'm going to be a gender-fluid glass of water. All right, well, I am the new hashtag at the end of LGBTQQIAPP. IAAP, sorry. I can't even get them all right. It's alphabet soup, man. It really is. I mean, I don't even know. I don't think the people who fall into some of those categories, even though they're in those categories, or know what they mean. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, let's start off with the news. Okay. So the first thing I got, big surprise. BLM leaders accused of buying six million in homes with donated funds. Say it ain't so. Aren't these people Marxists? Aren't they supposed to be distributing funds instead of funds distributing to them? Yeah, shouldn't it go to the people instead of the individual? Okay, maybe only some Black Lives Matter. Maybe. Some so, matter more than others. So the leaders of Black Lives Matter movement are coming under fire after being accused of using donations to purchase $6 million in luxury homes in South, uh, Southern California. Uh-huh. Reports of the purchase were made first made by New York Magazine on Monday after the organization had allegedly wanted to keep the property's existence secret. No. I guess it's just one property. Okay. Well, six million Southern California, probably. However. Probably a three-bedroom ranch. It didn't remain secret for very long after the three leaders of the BLM movement Patrice Khan Coolers, Alicia, Alicia Garza, and Melinda Abdullah recorded a YouTube video on their first anniversary of George Floyd's murder last summer, mm-hmm. where they discussed their own racial justice work and the difficulties of the past year. Obviously, it wasn't too difficult if you purchased a $6 million house. I'm thinking not too bad. Well, it's in, I think it's in George Orwell's Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. George Orwell, Orwell, who wrote 1984. 
Mm-hmm. He wrote another book called Animal Farm, uh, which is pretty good. And, and it says, yeah, it really is. But it says uh, something along the lines of we're all equal, but some are just more equal than others. Yes. While filming the video, the three women had gathered on the patio of an expensive home in Southern California. Hmm. Responses of how they acquired the house seen behind them in the video. Hmm. Ah. So (laughs) now they're coming under fire for their home. Really? Or the home? I don't know. Their home? Their home. They've attempted to cancel us, but they have not been successful in canceling us, Abdullah said during the conversation, (laughs) according to the New York Magazine. They've attempted to say, and I'm just going to say it, she bought some damn houses, we're going to cancel her. (laughs) Okay. So a real linguist there. So Garza then interjected. Seemingly to address the critics, y'all don't know shit about what it takes to live in a box here. Don't think they're living in a box. I don't, I've never seen a $6 million box. So let's talk about this box. The house in question is reportedly 6,500 square feet. Oh, is that all? With more than a half dozen bedrooms and bathrooms, several fireplaces, a soundstage, a pool and bungalow, and parking for more than 20 cars. Oh, wow, geez. How can you live like that? The California estate had been purchased for nearly $6 million back in October 2020 with the cash that had been donated to BLMGNF. Okay. What's the GNF? I don't know. Something fund. So the BLM board members have said the house is being used as part of the organization's efforts. Efforts to line their pockets. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Patrice Con Colliers back in April 2021 had been the victim of scrutiny after the New York Post reported of her purchase of four homes for three million, calling it a buying binge. So obviously this isn't the first time. No. According to the Associated Press, Black Lives Matters Global Network Foundation had uh-huh. taken about 90 million in 2020 after racial unrest caused by police killings of both George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. She also pointed out she had other jobs besides leading BLM, including two book deals in which one of them was on the New York best-selling memoir, as well as the fact that she signed a production deal with Warner Brothers back in October 2020 to develop scripted dramas and comedies, documentaries, and animated program for children and young adults and families. No thanks. <laughs> so she's uh, she spun this into a pretty lucrative career. Yeah, yeah. For uh, Marxists, I'm, st- I'm still guessing that none of that external those external sources were able to pay six million dollars for a home. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to be abundantly clear, mm-hmm. as a registered 501c3 BLM NGF 
cannot and did not commit any organizational resources towards the purchase of my personal property, she said in a statement. No, but you're living in a $6 million house that you technically don't have to pay for. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Corporate headquarters? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three three women are living in this with their kids. Oh, well, okay. Then there's no way. I mean, 6,500 square foot is going to barely manage that. Barely. Oh, come on now. That ain't even bullshit. That's horse shit. Anyway, if you if you believe that line of crap, uh, whatever. I'm sorry for you. Yeah. So, hey, it, keep donating. Anyway, all this just to say that that you know maybe they were trying to do something good in the beginning, but money mm. but money always corrupts. Oh yeah, every single time. Yes. And being in California, of course, nothing's gonna happen. No. Of course no, not. Nobody's going to investigate. Well, they're getting this. an award. Yeah. Yeah. It's so brave. It is. It is. It's beautiful <laughs> and brave. Well, that's all I got on that. What you got? Okay. Well, Joe Biden and Democrats weren't kidding about their pledge to transform public institutions into gender dysphoria contagion zones. Huh? Yeah, I know. I like it. But uh, <laughs> from the Biden administration uh, through the USDA, because they handle school lunches. Um, K through 12 schools must put boys in girls showers and bathrooms to get federal lunch money. Sweet. This has been a dream when I was a kid. Yeah. I get so, to see naked chicks. Yeah, exactly. Store it, it up for the spank bank. <laughs> or shit, just do it right there. They're not going to be, it's going to be soon that, you know, you're not going to have to stop that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, USDA, and Department of Education came out and said that the Biden administration's press release from several agencies announced this policy will be followed by a formal rulemaking in June. Seems to be playing politics with feeding our poor kids, which is really unfortunate. And that's what this is. The federal money is for people who can't afford school lunches. <laughs> you know, um, that's who they're going to be hurting. It's not hurting the school. Yeah. It's hurting those kids and it's hurting all the other kids who are there, who are you, you are forcing to conform to some weird gender dysphoria ideology. You know, it's just, it's sickening. It really is. But it actually does say that um, they have to allow uh, gender neutral people or trans people uh we're meaning we're talking children here mm -hmm. children who don't know anything you have to allow them into whatever bathroom they want whatever locker room they want whatever shower they want so a boy can say you know what i feel like a girl today and go into the girl's shower super awesome yeah just like the the kid in uh virginia we reported on a few months ago Oh, the one that raped yeah. that girl raped and then went girl. to another school and yeah. tried, sexually assaulted another girl? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that one. And then, uh, let's see, the, uh, the, the father was arrested for protesting mm -hmm. this whole thing and then was put on a watch list yes. by the FBI. Yeah, C considered a domestic terrorist. Yeah. 
Uh, thank you, Biden administration and Democrats and, you know, far left. I'm just going to say thank you, Democrat Party, man. Yeah. This is your ridiculousness. You're allowing it to happen. Mm. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. The Republicans have allowed a lot of bad things, too. All parties do. Well, but they're, this they're is not, just. They're not standing up. The Republicans, I, I see the same thing. They're not standing up because. Uh, they didn't get paid for so long when Trump was in. Yeah. And so they're they're all in on whatever. They keep quiet and, and stay meek about this stuff, except for a few people. Yeah. But they, they stay meek about this and they don't stand up for us. No. That's why all. all that's why all those some bitches need to be voted out. Yeah. I mean they're they are what they consider global elites, um, and what other people call them, you know, global elites. They think they are above us. They think they're smarter than us, richer than us, all that, and that they can tell us what to do because we don't know enough. Well, the the line is, is we need to protect the stupid people from themselves. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly the way they think. And anybody who's not in that class is, stupid. is the stupid people. Yeah. 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 Oh, we're going to get into that in a little while, too. Okay. I have a great reset report from uh, Davos. Great. Yeah. They had a big conference in Davos, Switzerland. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Even got a clip for that. Nice. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on in our wonderful public school system. Well, I got some world news today. Do it. Well, it's just more of a question. Okay. So we sent $60 billion over to Ukraine. Uh-huh. Which is uh, almost as much as the budget, the yearly budget. For the Russian military, which is $65 billion. Uh-huh. Uh, where is that money? Gone. That, that stuff just disappears. We sent it to the eighth most, fourth or eighth, depending on whose list you're looking at, most corrupt country in the world. I mean, I can't find anything on where a lot of this money went. I just can't. Most of it is uh, is in in the form of weapons, uh, military gear. Um, yeah, that way. Well, what they do is they give, you know, say, you know, a ten billion dollar package, mm-hmm. and like eight billion of that is going to be in missiles and weapons and and different gear, and then what we do is we give them our old stockpile. And spend the money on new equipment yes. to help propel that military industrial complex that Eisenhower himself warned us about. Well, here's a couple of things. Here's the 13.6 mm-hmm. that was, when was it, in March that we sent this uh-huh. out? Mm-hmm. Military aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't say what it was. No, it's not going to. Humanitarian, uh, that was six. Point five billion. Okay. For military aid. Humanitarian aid to support the refugees. Mm-hmm. Four billion. Mm-hmm. Economic aid. One point eight billion. Mm-hmm. And it also calls for twenty-five million for the US agency for global media. Huh. An independent federal agency uh-huh. to combat disinformation in news broadcasts abroad. 
and another 120 million will help support local U.S. local Ukraine activists and journalists to promote accountability for Russian human rights violations. So much like the billion dollars that uh, the government gave the media companies uh, about COVID. Yeah. So it also calls for $730 million in non-defense funding. What the hell is that? How much? I mean, that $730 million huh. in non-defense funding. Oh, uh, that's the transgender schools. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, we did a lot of that in Afghanistan. And the initial bill text included $15.6 billion to fund the government's ongoing COVID-19 response. Oh, my God. <laughs> including research and development for treatments and vaccines. What's wrong with the ones we have? Well, they, they stripped it uh-huh. out of the bill because they weren't, they weren't uh, doing it. But that was just a... Pfizer payoff. Oh yeah, exactly. absolutely, was, absolutely. Uh yeah. So that's that's um thirteen billion out of the sixty billion I can account for mm-hmm. in the news. Uh the rest of it. And you know, you said sixty-five billion total, right? No, sixty billion total. Sixty-five 60 billion is the, Russian. the Russians. Okay. Yeah, sixty billion is almost half of the entire annual GDP of the Ukraine. Mm. And we've given them that in a couple of months. Yeah. That's six months of their own GDP that we've given them in a couple of months. Can you say federal money money laundering? Absolutely. Not in the Ukraine. What do you mean? I'm not talking about the Ukraine. I'm talking about the U.S. Well, and then you figure a large percentage of the uh, weapons that we sent them are gone because a lot of the, you know, arms traffickers are in the Ukraine. I mean, maybe it's for the monkeypox. Oh, during the dark winter. Remember they're saying it's going to be a dark winter. It is. It is. It's going to be dark, dark winter. Um, Monkeypox going to have a COVID resurgence. We'll have a COVID resurgence probably. We'll start hearing about it around the middle of September. You know, right now there's two people infected with monkeypox in the entire U.S. Oh, my God. And they're planning for a pandemic. Of course. Got to keep these people paid. Some, I actually heard somewhere that uh, they're, they're going to recommend masking for monkeypox. <laughs> monkeypox is not airborne. Nope. You must actually touch the fluid of somebody who has monkeypox to get it? Mm, nice. It is a bodily fluid transmitted disease. And we probably need to go ahead and uh, get vaccinated for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure Pfizer will come out with some. Gene. Oh, I've heard, I've heard. Pfizer will come out with a gene therapy. I mean, a vaccine. Yeah. Uh, some kind of genetic modifier. Of course. That, of course. That won't give Ray Liotta a heart attack. Oh. Too late. Yeah. <laughs> Too Can't soon? Uh, nah, never. Never. <laughs> or, you know, professional athletes, you know, people who actually have finely tuned bodies. Dropping dead. Dropping dead. Yeah. Awesome. Or friends. 
you know, More we've, friends. E- we've each had friends drop from the vaccine within <laughs> minutes. Yep. 30 minutes. To oh, I have, a, I have a friend who uh, <laughs> he had COVID uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. got given uh, Plaxivid and felt better. Five days later, all came right back. So what I'm thinking now, this is just my thought. My opinion is much like the cold because COVID is the same virus as the cold. It's not the flu. It's the cold. Mm -hmm. Same virus. Just symptoms are much worse. Now we don't have a cure for the common cold. No. All we have are medicines that mask the symptoms. Hopefully until the cold passes through your body. Correct. We don't treat the disease. We treat the symptoms. That's all Plaxivid is. That's where the money's at. And the problem is Plaxivid, you know, it lasts for five, seven days, whatever it is. Uh-huh. But that's not long enough for the COVID to clear your system. So COVID is still in your system and it's, it's uh, getting stronger as you're masking all the symptoms. So once well, that you've makes done, perfect sense. Yeah, once you're done with the Plaxivid, <laughs> it comes right back. And even worse than when you had it to begin with. Sweet. It's awesome. Pfizer marketing is great. Oh, boy. Well, I, I, <laughs> I wonder where. Remember in Iraq when all that, those pallets of money just disappeared? Yeah. yeah. Billions. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't get baby formula. No. And gas is stupid expensive. Yeah. And let's give $60 billion to a co- country that we have nothing to do with the conflict. No, nothing at all. As a people. And, and now, truly, now, now, the, now, let me, truly the outcome ma- makes no difference to us let me as cl- a Yeah, let me country. clarify. Yes. As a people, not as a politician, as right. a people, it doesn't make any difference one way or another. Right. I'm really sad for those people. Yes, absolutely. I hate that this is happening to them. Mm-hmm. But frankly, it's none of my business that I got. I've got nothing to do with it. No. And don't get me wrong. I'm not an isolationist. You know, I, I'm not. Uh, I was, I was in the army for eight years. I've been around the world. I, you know, I am not an isolationist, but Ukraine, what's happening in the Ukraine outside of the human casualties, outside of the human cost, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel for the people of the Ukraine and the people of Russia that are suffering through this as well. Oh, agreed. Yeah. There's especially just people. With, especially with the sanctions and everything that's going on. Yeah, they're suffering as well. And we're actually causing that. Mm-hmm. Now, outside of that, that conflict has absolutely nothing to do with us. Uh, strategically, anything. There's no, we have no benefit in the Ukraine winning. We, ha- we have no loss if Russia wins. Now, we all know the underlying subtext. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as a people, as the, as the United States, as Americans, we have no interest in this. Yeah. Politicians, on the other hand, have bio labs over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, their corrupt ki- companies, their kids are on boards getting paid mm-hmm. for favors from their dads. Mm-hmm. I will just leave that one right there. If you've listened to us yeah. once or twice, you'll figure out what that means. At least three or four of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not, and it's not just uh, Joey and his son. It's several others uh, that we know about, and, and these are definite proof positive cases. Yes. So yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Well, what do you got next? Well, you know what? I'm going to stick with the school theme. Out in Bellingham, Washington, good old Washington State, a school board member out there hosts an LGBT youth event at her own sex shop. She has an adult shop, you know, one of those where they sell toys. This is an educator? She is a school board member. She's on the school board. And uh, so she's preparing to host LGBT event for kids at her sex shop. So what is this? Dildos for tots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. She owns a, a store called Wink Wink. And she describes it on Facebook as a sex shop delighting in expertly curated sex and body products, lingerie and books. And we believe that normalizing, accepting and affirming all bodies, identities and gender experiences is an inherently political act. Pleasure is our revolution. Okay. And she's going to have open mic events for zero to 18 year olds uh, and five minutes that they can share poetry, music, or a story. It's going to be an open mic night at a sex shop for kids. What the hell is going on? Well, okay. So I'll say this. This is why I love the United States of America. Yes. Is because if I don't like the crap that's going on in the state, I can move. Yes. We're talking about the same state that legalized all drugs. Yes. This does not. The state where in Seattle, you can sit on the sidewalk and shoot heroin. Legally. Legally. This does not surprise me in the least. Or it's also the same state that had, uh, what was the name of it? The that zone they had in the middle of Seattle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it anymore. It was so unimportant. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, six weeks past. I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> I've slept since then. But look, this is what I love about the United States. If you want to do that over there, fine, blow it up. And this is my personal opinion. Uh, fine. Blow it up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I live in Texas. Is mm-hmm. because we're not doing those sorts of things. No. And, uh, you know, just keep your crap over there at your borders. And I'm fine with it, you know, and that's that's the libertarian coming out in me. Mm-hmm. Just you do your thing over there and, and I'm fine with it. Yes. Now, if that happened in my backyard, oh, there'd be a problem. Well, yeah. There'd be a problem. I don't agree with it. But I I am taking the libertarian stance on it. If that's what you want to do in your state, fine. And if you don't like it, you move. Yes. That's the great thing about the United States. That's why the we're the United States with a capital S. Yes. You know, we are each state is supposed to be essentially its own country. Mm-hmm. Much like what the EU is. Well, Texas is its own country. Eh, kinda. It was. The Republic of Texas. Yes, it was. And it may be again. Maybe again. But yeah. Uh, yeah is it, is it uh, sick and twisted? Absolutely. At the end of the story, it says the, uh, the National Desk reached out to Bellingham Public School Board, of which Mason is a director. 
but was told by one member that since the event is not school-related, the board will likely not have anything to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this it's just getting crazier and crazier. It's it's like who can come up with the most hype most hyperbole they can? Mm-hmm. Who can just it, it's a game of one upsmanship that's hit such a level. You can't be woke enough. No, you you really cannot. No. It's it's absolutely nuts. That 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 strategy eats itself. They will eat their own. They've already started. Yeah. I, you know, I, they, hope, they, I hope they continue. They've canceled celebrities. They've canceled each other. You yeah. can't be woke enough. You can't virtue signal enough. You can't be self-righteous enough. Yeah. So anyway, I uh that's it for my news. So go All ahead. Right. Um well, I did want to mention one other thing because uh, this is the third time this has happened since Biden has taken office. He's pretty much attempted to drag the United States into another war. Really? Unprovoked. Talking about China well, and yeah. the country of Taiwan? That would be the one. I'm probably going to get assassinated by some Chinese dissident. Eh, you know, one can hope. Um, but uh, yeah, he's attempting to drag us into yet another war. You know, first there was remarks he made about the Middle East, trying to get us in there. Uh, then, you know, claiming Putin need to be removed from power. And, you know, the White House has kind of brushed those off as, you know, just off the cuff remarks. They weren't mm-hmm. really meant to bring us into a war, but. They're insane uh, ramblings by a madman. That would be that would be a good way to put it. Uh, Biden, speaking for the entirety of the U.S., said that we would defend Taiwan against military invasion. Perfect. He was asked specifically. Um, and a matter of fact, here it is, the quote. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? And he had no teleprompter. So all he said was Yes. And he stopped. He did not expand upon it. He just said, yes. Of course he did. Because mm-hmm. it's the insane ramblings of a madman. Yeah. I had somebody say that to me at work. Uh, he, he's a, he voted for Biden. A Democrat apologist through and through. Uh-huh. He said, I don't understand this. That guy's got to go. Because he wouldn't lift a finger for Ukraine. Which... We shouldn't. Right. Well, we pretty much caused it. <laughs> but he's he's gonna back he's gonna back Taiwan in this China thing mm-hmm. and get us into another war. With a country that has a much bigger military. So why is it that the Democrats have become such warmongers? This was something that they used to complain about the Republicans for. Mm-hmm. I mean Halliburton yeah. and yep. all that stuff. Yep. And and they did nothing but I mean they were rabid warmongers. You're killing babies, yep. and now they're the first ones that want to go to war. Democrats are the ones that actually get us into wars. Yeah, I mean you know Kennedy and Johnson got us into Vietnam. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Clinton got us into another unprovoked. Oh, oh the U- the Yugoslavia uh, breakup. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Obama puts in a bunch of them. Yes. <laughs> We're bombing the shit out of Yemen. Still. Still. And Syria and a lot of that uh, territory over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, I mean, it's the Republicans that aren't getting us into wars. Exactly. Well, George Bush, but he's. Well, I'm no, no, sure. I would say up until that Trump. Was, Trump was yeah. the only president that did not get us into a war. Mm-hmm. To At keep, all. To keep the industrial military complex alive. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But we've just switched to military, to pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. And, and we're trying to starve out the oil industry. Yeah. I guess because they're not paying or paying enough. I don't know. Um, it, it, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's just virtual virt, uh, virtue signaling at the highest levels. Mm-hmm. And then they pull uh, Elon Musk's ESG rating. The... I thought we wanted electric cars. We yeah. wanted less fossil fuels and you guys are pulling his ESG. Mm-hmm. You guys have lost your mind. And this, that's all over Twitter, but I digress. Oh, Bill, Bill Gates is, uh, is condemning, uh, Elon Musk and, and Tesla. And he's, he's just shorted $2 million worth of stock or I don't know. I'll, I can't remember the number. It was a lot yeah. uh, of stock in Tesla. Um, he just shorted it like, yeah, it's going to fail. And you know what the what the badass thing to do was? Elon took to Twitter and called him out on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so these people that are supposedly good people, uh huh. Yeah, they're uh, money grabbing douchebags, just like just like the same, like the Republicans on the same side. Mm-hmm. On the other side, I mean, yeah. Uh, they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Well, I mean, before uh, the White House could put out. I guess that statement was irrefutable, but anyway. uh, Yeah, really was. But before the White House could come out and, and, you know, backpedal Joe Biden's statement, he doubled down. He said, what signal does that send to China about the cost of attempting, uh, attempting to take Taiwan by force? And he said, you know, before claiming that China was flirting with danger, uh, <laughs> I don't think they're scared of us. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think so. He said, uh, you know, China should look to Russian sanction as a warning not to attack. Mm. I don't know. Um, I don't think China's really afraid of us. No. And I'm not sure they should be. Our military has been drawn down. The military, you know, the, we have an all-volunteer force. And the volunteers we're getting just aren't what they used to be. Not all of them, and not even a large percentage of them, but it doesn't take a lot to demoralize, mm-hmm. you know, uh, units or platoons or, or you know, whatever. I don't know. It, it's it's a little scary. Don't you have something on an Israeli professor? I do. Um, well, let's put on my conspiracy therapist hat. Sorry, guys. Board's a little slow today. I need to reboot, I guess. I'm a cup of coffee. (laughs) I I don't know. Um, All right. In Davos, Switzerland, they've been having a conference that just finished up. Uh, 
by the uh, World Economic Forum, a large group of self-appointed global leaders. Who led think, by Klaus Schwab. Yes, led by Klaus Schwab. Which. And we've talked about these this guy a bunch, and we're going to continue because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, I, I still to this day get called a, a conspiracy theorist because of this. And I'm not. I'm a conspiracy therapist. I'm helping you out. <laughs> Sit back. Relax. Oh, um, anyway, I found, you know, I was listening to a lot of this, uh, a lot of the talks and stuff that were going on there and um, did a little more research. And I found that in 2019, June of 2019, even uh, specifically, Klaus Schwab and the UN Secretary General signed a memorandum of understanding outlining areas of deep cooperation and engagement between the World Economic Forum and the UN, um, all in efforts to accelerate the 2030 agenda. Now, the 2030 agenda is also known as the Great Reset. So essentially, the Great Reset that we talk about, and you'll hear it once in a great while, never in the mainstream media or the mainstream media, <laughs> um, but you'll never hear it from them. But if you if you look it up, they want to implement this by 2030. That's not that far away, folks. And it it requires some significant changes. So things are going to have to start progressing. <clears throat> um, and the Great Reset, the tagline is, you will own nothing and you will be happy about it. So um, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, has no actual power of its own. Like I said, it's just a self-appointed group of elitists. Uh, or global leaders, they call themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, essentially, it's a bunch of people sitting around talking about how much better they have it and better they are than the rest of us. And they got to keep us stupid people in line. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, you know, it's created a sphere of influence that they have. Um, so they go to uh, the UN, you know, and they this. They're trying to accelerate this stuff because they see they're seeing a lot of pushback on it. And the UN's objective, according to their uh, mission statement, is to promote and preserve world peace. Well, Klaus Schwab has to hurry up because he's in his 80s and he wants to see yeah. this before he dies. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Or, well, for him, it'd be good. Um, so uh, the UN was actually created to stop any more world wars or hopefully mitigate them, you know, create uh, mediation between countries instead of a world war. <clears throat> but they've also created emergency powers for themselves that a lot of people don't realize after the 9-11, uh, after 9-11, to enact laws and governance over anyone, that's countries, groups of people, whatever, or they can issue sanctions, freeze financing, etc., without any oversight whatsoever. What? Yeah. They can actually create laws that the United States has to follow hmm. by their own charter. Sounds like European Union. Yeah. So what's happening is the UN is going to end up being the boots on the ground for the Great Reset. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to see a bunch of them blue helmets. Or no, the white helmets. White helmets. Yeah. White helmets. Blue helmets. NATO. Um. 
So I have the actual agreement and you can find it. It's on the World Economic Forum. It's a PDF that you can print out. It says United Nations World Economic Forum Strategic Partnership Framework for the 2030 Agenda. And um, they have six points. One is financing the 2030 Agenda. And um, so essentially, they're going to be able to use global money to finance what they want to do to take over pretty much everybody's lives. Sweet. And again, this isn't a conspiracy theory. These are publications that they're actually putting out. They don't care if you see it. It's like, you can't do anything about it anyway. Well, the best way to hide it is put it out in the open. Yeah, pretty much. And then they can say, see, we told you. Yeah. Um, Just like lobbyists, you know, yeah. lobbyists pay off politicians to vote a certain way. Yeah. And exactly. everybody knows it. And oh, and they have they have a new acronym or a new three letter designation. Instead of ESG, they have SDG, which is Sustainable Development Goals. Hmm. <clears throat> Again, it is essentially following the ESG model to uh, apply to countries and peoples and, and things along those lines, like the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. Uh, you know, uh, things of, of, of that nature. Um, the second topic is climate change. They're going to have a partnership that focuses on achieving, achieving clear, measurable, and public commitments from the private sectors, from the private sector to reach carbon neutrality by 2050. Yeah, this is a way to get money is to find people who can't do these things. Exactly. Small and medium-sized businesses are going to disappear because mm-hmm. they can't afford to do what, what is needed to uh, be able to be competitive. Uh, Number three is health, Um, both an outcome and a driver of sustainable development. It requires a multi-sectoral, gender-responsive, rights-based response. Oh, hold on. What's it got to do with health? You tell me. Um, That's what they've got. Multi-genderal. Uh-huh. Uh, The collaboration between the UN and the forum will focus on addressing key emerging global health threats, including antimicrobial resistance, mental health, and other issues that demand stronger multi-stakeholder partnerships and action. Spoke like a true corporate douche. Oh, some serious lawyers got in this one. Um, Digital cooperation is the next one. This one I'm going to talk about a little more, but... um, There's six points. That was number four. Number five is gender equality and the empowerment of women. Of course. Of course. And number six is education and skills because education is needed to To tell you you're transgender, to tell you you're transgender, let you let boys, uh, that you're a transformer. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. To let boys shower in girls showers in locker rooms. Um, but uh, yeah, the education is needed so they can train you to be better workers. That's really what that's about. You okay? Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> digital cooperation. Well, according to the, the World Economic Forum, uh, Forum, it's the fourth industrial revolution. Yeah, fourth industrial revolution. You know, we had steam. Mm-hmm. You know, the latest one was the information age. Uh, This one is digital cooperation is what they're calling it. 
it's a, what they call it, what they're Censorship. defining it as, well, they're defining it as a fusion of technologies that is blurring the lines between the physical, digital, and biological spheres. Meta. Yes. Meta and um, transhumanism, mm-hmm. cyborgs. So, uh, you know, in, the impact on, on government on this is simultaneously governments, you know, will gain new technological powers to increase their control over populations. This is what they say. Based on pervasive surveillance systems and the ability to control digital infrastructure. And I got more on that. Yeah. And essentially, you will have have no privacy. Mm-hmm. You know, you will know nothing and be happier and you will have no privacy and be happier. That's why uh, I'm going to the flip phone or the jitterbug. Yeah. Well, uh, government's going to have access to everything. You're banking your shopping habits, your work, your health, everything. They will have access to every single thing about you. Sweet. Yeah. Well, the, the you know, that's the impact on governments, the impact on people. I've written here, the fourth industrial revolution, finally, will change not only what we do, but also who we are. It will affect our identity and all the issues associated with it, our sense of privacy, our notions of ownership, our consumption patterns, the time we devote to work and leisure, and how we uh, develop our careers, uh, cultivate our skills, meet people, and nurture relationships. So all of those things they want to control. Our consumption patterns, our notions of ownership. You've eaten too much meat today. Our sense of privacy. Your carbon credits have run out. These are all things that are part of our identity. You know, our, it's, this is baked into us. So, so the we're going to have to get rid of. The way I see this is you're going to have to pay $5 more to eat that second hamburger on the day because you've eaten too much of your carbon credits, or you will have to eat plant-based, or you'll have to eat something that is made out of bug protein. Yes, absolutely. But only so much. But only so much. Only so much. See, the very next paragraph in this document says, we instinctively understand why it is so essential, yet the tracking and sharing of information about us is a crucial part of the new connectivity. Sure it is. It's a crucial part to make it work so that they can spy on you every step of the way and control your behavior. The problem is people are going to do this. They're going to freely give up all of that for what they think is more uh, ease and comfort, laziness. We've already seen it you with know, Facebook. It's the, it's the vaccine passport. It's the WeChat from uh, China. China, which I'm starting to worry about Elon because he wants to either create something like that here or turn Twitter into it. Uh, you almost like you almost can't live in China without using WeChat. Yeah, it has everything. Um, so. That's my report from the Davos, Switzerland for uh, World Economic Forum conference. But well, didn't you steal and a then, clip from, yeah. from so, No Agenda? <laughs> yeah. So what uh, what I heard on No Agenda is <clears throat> really awesome. Um, and to be is, clear, is essentially to be, yes. to be clear, we're getting this off their off their clips and documents site. So yes. it yes. is not ours. We did not record no. it. No, we are. 
using it from their site. Yes. Just to be clear. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, uh, where I'm not taking credit for this. Now my research that I just gave you, that's mine. But uh, <laughs> uh, this clip is essentially what they think of us because the guy who is, uh, who's talking on this, his name is, I have it here, Yuval Noah Harari. He's an Israeli professor who is the chief advisor to Klaus Schwab and has written much of the Great Reset documentation and 2030 documentation. So this is what they think of us. Hit it. Let's have a listen. The biggest question, in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life. Now, I just want to say, before we continue, uh-huh. that he's talking about you. Yes. He's not... Because the difference is, is there's the World Economic Forum and then mm-hmm. there's everybody else yes. that is too stupid to breathe. Right. So w- remember that the elitist class thinks of you as this. They're not here to help you. We're cattle to them. They're here to help themselves. Yes. We're the stupid eaters. Yes. When they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games as a solution for more. It's already happening uh, in, 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 in under different titles, different headings. You see more and more people spending more and more time or uh, uh, solving their inner problems with uh, uh, drugs and computer games. Okay, now I play computer games. <laughs> I don't do any drugs. Right. But I play computer games. I'm not solving any, a damn thing with them. No, no, not at all. Both legal drugs and illegal drugs. You look at Japan today, and Japan is maybe 20 years ahead of the world in, in everything, and you see all these new social phenomenon of, of people having relationships with virtual, uh, virtual spouses. And you have people who never leave the house and, and just live through computers. I- Uber Eats, Netflix. Ready Player One. Yep. I think once you're superfluous, you don't have power. Uh, Again, we're used to the age of the masses of the 19th and 20th century, where you you saw all these successful, uh, massive uprisings, revolutions, revolts. So we, we got, we are used to thinking about the masses as powerful. But this is basically a 19th century, a 20th century phenomenon. I don't think that the masses, even if they they somehow organize themselves, uh, stand much of a chance. We are not in in, in Russia of 1917 or in uh, uh, in 19th century Europe. What we are talking about now is like a second industrial revolution, but the product this time will not be textiles or machines or vehicles or even weapons. The product this time will be humans themselves. We are being soil and green. <laughs> soil and green is people. Yeah. Learning to produce bodies and minds. Bodies and minds are going to be, the, I think, the two main products of the next wave of all these uh, uh, changes. That is, 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 is optional. Again, and if you think about it from the viewpoint of the poor, it looks terrible. 
Anyway. Yeah. So uh, that's what they think about us. Yes. We're cattle. When I say you, us, I mean you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we've all we've already said many times that uh, humans are products now. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, and we we always remark about it. You know, with apps and and your phones and your computers and things like that. That you know, if anything's free, you are the product. Mm-hmm. Nothing's truly free. So yeah, that's what they think about us. I thought that'd be a good way to end that segment. Well, the Great Reset. All they're doing is using the Facebook model. They see how successful it is. Yeah. Use your analytics Mm -hmm. and that will determine behavior. And if you can control their behavior, you can control their spending. And so they can buy products when companies say, instead of advertising, they will say, how can we manipulate people to buy more of these products? You mean like the Amazon robot that has five cameras and the one that telescopes up Mm -hmm. and can look around your place? So they can tell you, tell Amazon what you own and what you should buy. Yes. Yeah. So they can start marketing to you things you don't even realize you might want. Look, yeah. man, you're depressing me. Let's, That's awesome. Let's move on to IT. <laughs> Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? You're harsh in my buzz, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's part of that mainstream media. <laughs> mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We may have to start just change it to mainstream media from now on. Hey, guess what? Huh? Not to sound paranoid or anything, but the government's <laughs> still watching you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. U.S. surveillance of Americans must stop. The federal government is using intelligence powers to make an end run around Americans' constitutional rights. Uh Congress must step in. And this was published on the Hill, the Hill, the Hill, the Hill, Hill, uh, when Edward Snowden released that the NSA had misused foreign intelligence surveillance laws to collect millions of Americans' phone records. The resulting public outcry eventually led to Congress to ban the practice. Think again. Really? How would Americans and their lawmakers react if they learned the government was misusing these powers of access to actual to the actual contents of a million Americans' communications without warrant or even factual basis to su- suspect criminal activity? This never stopped. No, of course not. Never stopped. According to a recent government report, that's exactly what's happened. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence recently disclosed that in 2021, the FBI conducted up to 3.4 million warrantless searches seeking America's Americans' phone calls, emails, and text messages. Oh, Using a law that on paper can only be used to spy on foreigners overseas. Huh. The law in question, Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, was one of the many laws Congress passed after 9-11 to expand the government surveillance powers. It allows the NSA to target any foreigner 
overseas to collect all of their communications as long as one of the agency's goals is to acquire foreign intelligence. No warrant is required because foreigners overseas aren't protected by the Fourth Amendment. Of course, foreigners Mm -hmm. often communicate with Americans, and so surveillance was bound to sweep in large amounts of what Americans think, say, write, If the government's purpose was to access that information, it would have to obtain a warrant. Mm -hmm. Congress, therefore, included two provisions in the law to help bolster its constitutionality. First, Congress has required the government to certify that it did not intend to target Americans. That is, that any acquisition of American communications would be merely incidental and they wouldn't lie about that exactly second congress has required the government to minimize the sharing use and retention of this incidentally acquired information but over the years these requirements have done little to protect americans from warrantless searches information information about section 702's operation can be gleaned from official disclosures, court opinions, and a 2014 report by the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board, probably another bureaucracy. Oh, yeah. An independent government watchdog. Uh These sources show that rather than minimize the sharing and retention of American communications, the NSA regularly shares raw section 702 data with the FBI, the CIA, and the National Counterterrorism Centers. And these agencies keep that data for at least five years. So, in addition, each agency engages in the practice of searching section 702 acquired data on American communications. The FBI routinely conducts such searches and purely domestic cases having nothing to do with foreign intelligence. Mm-hmm. Oops. Often at the assessment stage, namely before the FBI even has a factual basis to open a criminal investigation. A couple of things on that. Uh, there are certain instances that what they've done is kind of a, a used somebody as a link in the chain mm-hmm. such that say you get a phone call from somebody on their list in Pakistan. Could be a wrong number. Sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they get that phone call, but since you answered the phone, they can now listen in on your phone calls to other people. It's a one is some is, is called one hop theory. I think that's the way it was intended. Right. So now they can keep you under surveillance, even though somebody from Pakistan that's on their watch list called you mistakenly. And all you did was say, you know, this was a wrong number. Mm-hmm. So now they, ha- they can do surveillance on you. Um, secondly, I have worked both in the government and for the government. Nothing goes away. Uh-huh. No department. No, okay, for example, 
the Ministry of Truth that supposedly has been disbanded, uh-huh. I would bet every penny I have that it hasn't. It may have gotten renamed. Mm-hmm. It or it may be they don't have a name. They're sitting off in an office somewhere until you know such time that they can come up with something different. But they're still doing it. And what you just read about the Foreign uh, Surveillance Act, um, saying that all the stuff they were collecting is supposed to only be pertaining to foreigners overseas. Mm-hmm. That's the exact same thing they said about the disinformation ministry of truth. All that's only going to pertain to foreign actors. Okay. That was just my framework. Okay. Sorry. So let me tell you All what right. the story really is. Oh, go for it. DOJ is spying on and targeting regular Americans since October 4th, 2021. No. And it started over domestic terrorism. Uh-huh. And school board members. Uh uh-huh. Because they were going to get beat up because nobody liked what they, they were doing. They was getting yelled at. Mm-hmm. So there is a program in the FBI called CAST, C-A-S-T. Mm-hmm. I can find very little on it. Okay. So Whistleblower came out this week and said that the FBI is using that NSA information to target Americans. Yes, the, okay. the NSA and the CIA aren't supposed to spy on people. Right. But not the not the FBI. Right. right. So the way I see this is the NSA is passing this information to the CIA and the FBI saying, oh, we can't look at this guy, quote unquote. We can't look at this guy. Mm-hmm. But the FBI can. Yeah. So... They're using a loophole with the mass information gathering that is still ongoing. If I I remember when I brought up, and this was in 2013, I brought up uh, to some security professionals and Obama stood in front of Congress and said, we are not doing the mass information gathering on our own citizens. Mm-hmm. which was a lie. The Snowden documents came out that they were in Utah. They are diverting a river <laughs> to cool a massive data center uh-huh. Uh-huh. that at one time was arcing between the servers because there was so much power going through it mm-hmm. and diverting so much water to cool this data center that houses mm-hmm. All that mass information gathering of United States citizens. Yes. To be at a later time pulled up if you were a person of interest. Now, here's how this works. So, yeah, they're pulling all this information on you. They don't know who you are unless you do something they don't like. Then at their fingertips... They have a complete compendium of all of your activities. Yes. And so the old saying, you can't leave the house without committing seven felonies in a day mm-hmm. is true. 
because there's so many laws on the books, you are bound at some point during mm-hmm. the day mm-hmm. to break a law. Yeah. And now they have all that information against you that they can make you a person of interest. They can start following you, then find something on you or find some way to set you up. Absolutely. So that they can arrest you. Yeah. So. And it happens every day. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say this. This is not a conspiracy theory. No. This is happening. Yes. On a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And just to go back to, I just want to bring up one thing, you know, the, the whole domestic terrorist threat that was going on at these school board meetings Yep, because people were using bad language um, or they were mean. Um, according to the U S Supreme court in 1964 in the Sullivan case, it was said that, uh, where is it? Uh, a profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues should be uninhibited, robust and wide open that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That type of talk will melt a snowflake. Please don't do this. But I, I, I might want to. <laughs> um, no, it's, is it's, thick today. It does not, you know, that is the the goal of the first amendment to allow speech like that mm-hmm. so you know yeah um this is just i mean what government agency doesn't overstep its bounds well look at the russia hoax yeah that's the fbi mm-hmm. yeah the steel dossier yeah uh well going a little bit deeper down that rabbit hole, which I know that we do from time to time. Only mm. every damn episode. Oh, come on. Biden's corrupt FBI has tripled unconstitutional searches. No. Yes. For reasons discussed more, these statistics are reported separately from the NSA, the CIA, the NCTC, which I have no idea what that is, Mm-hmm. Due to unique variations in the FBI's data, chief among them that the FBI does not count the number of unique query items, but instead counts the total numbers of queries, which could include duplicate queries of the same term. Oops. <laughs> so um, the FBI and under the Democratic Party has stopped being the top law enforcement agency a decade ago when Barack Obama corrupted the agency by eliminating all of its top leaders and replaced them with (laughs) extremists and left-wing ideologues. Mm -hmm. The FBI is a branch of the Democratic Party. It is not a law enforcement agency. So for anyone outside the U.S. government, the astronomical number of FBI searches of Americans' communications is either highly alarming or extremely meaningless, Wyden said. 
somewhere in all that overcounting their real numbers of FBI searches for content and non-content. Numbers of that Congress and American people need to be before Section 702 is reauthorized. So that just goes along with the other part of the illegal searches that they're, mm-hmm. that they're doing mm-hmm. illegal search and seizure seizure. And this should go into digital communications. Yeah, absolutely. And now, you know, you can't be, you know, under the gathering of evidence. If somebody comes into your house with a warrant mm-hmm. and says, we're looking for a, and they find B, mm-hmm. they can't charge you with B. Nope. But they can, yes, digitally, yes, they can find out anything that they want about you mm-hmm. and charge you with something mm-hmm. that you have done wrong that is bound to break some law somewhere, yeah, at some point in yeah. time. And since there's no statute of limitations anymore, it could be something that you said 10 years ago, but you know, at least you're not shoplifting because that's that's fine as long as it's under a thousand dollars, exactly. But anyway, that's all I got on that. What do you got in tech? Uh, well, oh, if Roe v. Wade gets repealed, Democrats say Google needs needs to curb its location tracking. <laughs> you know that, that that those go hand in hand. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because without changes, Android's location system could be a tool for far right extremists. Like it hasn't been a tool for far left extremists. Exactly. Or the government or anybody. Yep. I mean, come on. Well, that won't go through because it'll curb the government's ability to track you. And that that's no bueno. No, no. Unless they can figure out a way that only the government can have access to that data. And that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Google is not going to collect data and not sell it. I mean, that's their entire business model. It always has been. Uh, everybody should already know that, but their entire business, that's how they make money uh-huh. is by selling your data. That's right. It's not free folks. No. That God Gmail no. account. That's no. not free. No. They're reading your emails. Yes. Or AI is at least. It's reading your emails, looking for key words and phrases. Have you ever sent an email and then went on, I don't know, Facebook or a Google search or or something? And uh, saw an advertisement for something you were talking about in your email. Never happened to me. Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever been talking to someone face to face, and then saw an advertisement over what you were talking about? Yeah, your phone's listening. Your if, phone is always listening. This, this, this just it kills me when people say, "I said something," and then. I got an ad for it. It's like, yeah, dude, that's yeah. kind of how it works. Yeah. Your phone is listening to you. There are over 300,000 apps that do nothing but collect your data and sell it. And guess what, folks? You can't remove your battery out of your phone anymore. Nope. There's a reason for it. Yep. It's yeah. always listening. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, okay. I had somebody say, that's not true. It's not always listening. I said, really? I said, do you have an Apple or an Android? I said, Android. I said, okay, say loudly. Okay, Google. And all of a sudden it said, it, it came up with, hello, 
what would you like to search for? Mm -hmm. Or something along those lines. Yeah. It is listening. Your Alexa is listening. Your Google Home is listening. Oh, yeah. You have an Alexa. I can say this through the microphone in his Alexa. Thanks. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Don't mess with my CIA listening devices, yeah. please. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, of course, you know, the uh, the members of the House and Senate that, that sent this letter, Ron Wyden, uh, including well-known progressive representatives as Ayanna Presley, Elizabeth uh, Pocahontas Warren, Bernie Sanders, AOC. Yeah, it's the typical crew of idiots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, um, that's all I got on that. All right. I got one. Okay. Probably going to affect whole infrastructure everywhere. Awesome. So Broadcom bought VMware. Oh God. You mean the company that was blocked from buying Qualcomm? Because they're an arm of the Chinese government. That one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, well, now they own B VMware. Oh, boy. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Oh, God. So it was bought from Dell for $67 billion. Oh, man. Now, for those who don't know, most of the world, even security, is run on VMware. Yeah. VMware owns uh, a lot of other smaller companies. Mm hmm that take care of a lot of the infrastructure. So this is bad. <laughs> you think? This is really bad. Uh, I know that my entire work infrastructure runs on that and another subsidiary, which is Carbon Black. Mm -hmm. Carbon Black is a security program. And it has agents on every computer mm -hmm. to make sure that security is kept up with. Mm -hmm. And now a Chinese nation state owned company owns it. Yeah. You don't see anything wrong with that, do you? Yeah, everything. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, it's software. They can't do anything. Yeah. Uh, Malware? They wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. Yeah, Huawei wasn't putting back doors into their routers and switches. Oh, oh I guess they were. Oh, wait, what? So where this goes bad is a lot of our infrastructure is run on VMware because it is the top in virtualization. It's the best out there. Mm -hmm. uh, Azure is Windows running on Windows. Not a great idea. Yeah. So the base component, base kernel of its uh, CentOS and... VMware is built on top of it. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> this is not good, folks. Not good at all. Um, a lot of banks run on VMware. Mm -hmm. A lot of insurance companies run on VMware. Mm -hmm. A lot of the internet runs on VMware. A lot of the cloud runs on VMware. Yes. So we just sold our souls to China. Yeah, pretty much. Broadcom, if you look them up in Wikipedia, it'll say that it is a U.S.-based country. Not true. Mm -hmm. It is Chinese-owned. 
let that sink in for a second. Yep. So where the hell do you think this is going to go? Well, they're going to build in back doors, kill switches to shut down infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We talked about it before. What's the first thing to do? Cause confusion during a war. Yeah. I mean, this was a shot across the bow from China. We now. Absolutely. <laughs> we now can shut down your country. All your bases are ours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of military stuff running on VMware. Well, all military stuff's really running on EC2, which is Amazon. But yeah. anyway, I digress. Um, any, any financial systems, though, they're all running on VMware. So mm-hmm. uh, that is so overwhelming. I don't even know what to say at this point. The possibilities are endless. Yeah. Because at a flip of the switch, they can put out a bad patch, mm-hmm. shut down, oh, I would say at least 50% of the infrastructures, mm-hmm. critical infrastructures. And I would say we're talking hospitals, banks, uh, television stations, there communications. Are a, there are a lot of companies out there that don't, you know, we've talked about IT being a call center before, and, and companies don't want to spend the money that's necessary for security. Right. And, um, and, and I mean, not just security, but infrastructure and, you know, different areas that IT needs a robust amount of money to keep and maintain, sure. you know, what's there. And what, what ends up happening is a lot of these companies don't spend the money they need on the personnel that they need. So they do automatic patching mm-hmm. yep. and automatic patching means if, uh, VMware, which is what they're going to, they're going to continue to call it VMware. Yes. Um, if they put out a patch, these companies will just automatically install it. And That's update. right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, when I was, you know, an IT director, we had a development network. Mm-hmm. So if we patched something, we did it over there, tested it, made sure it was ever, before we ever put it into production. Yeah. A o- lot of companies. OAT or whatever. Yeah. Know. A lot, a lot of companies, you know, just don't have don't put the money into that infrastructure to be able to do that. Yeah. They'd rather take the risk. Well, this is going to end bad and we'll have more talk on it uh, later. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but it, it just, it just, um, it just baffles me how Biden can be so asleep at the wheel to let this happen. I mean, mm-hmm. this should have been shut down by our nation. It yeah. should have gone nowhere. But anyway, I digress. Well, that's all for this week. Yep. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, contact me at scott at techtools.net. And that's scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. And I am Dean at techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. Thanks, everybody, for joining. And if you want to donate or, you know, just check us out a little bit more, our website is T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. <laughs> and you can find more information there yes until next week stay safe stay safe scott